Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. What's What are the odds she'd ever listen? It's more he would listen out of curiosity. Guaranteed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, weird. I know. Yeah, Nobody I know wants to listen. Everyone's like, oh, you have a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, we recap Bravo. They're like, cool. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> you know what's weird? My other neighbor, Ernie, he's like very curious about it as well. Really? He's like, oh, Did so you- what shows do you cover? Like maybe he's a secret oh, Bravo guy. I was going to say, maybe he's a closet Bravo guy. I mean, he watches Married at First Sight and he's oh, fascinated <laughs> bra- with that. He's a Bravo guy. I mean, he's a TL- that's TLC, right? He knew all of us can fall. Yeah, I I think so. What's his name? Or Netflix, Ernie. Oh, Ernie's listening. Hi, Ernie. Hi, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> he is the best. <gasps> but I'm like, come out with it, Ernie. Tell me. Yeah, I'm lucky. Like nobody wants to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Only people that I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, even if people I do know, they're like, we are two of the very few Bravo people in our circle. I think the only two Bravo people. I have some crossover people. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I have a few friends who watch The Bachelor and stuff like that, but they got into Vanderpump through Scandival. Ah. So they are kind of crossing over, but not housewives. So I think maybe some of my friends might start listening when we get into Vanderpump. Oh, hello, friends. Oh, you won't hear this. (laughs) No, I kind of like not knowing anybody who listens. Yeah, me too. Me too. If you do know me and you're listening, just don't ever tell me. (laughs) Oh my God. Narelle, your podcast is awesome. I'd be like, that's not me. What are you talking about? (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back. How's it going, Sarah? Hi, all. It's good. How are you, Narbar? Pretty good. Pretty cold. I'm fucking I cold. I know. Guess what? Cold, Guess what? Cold and dry. What? Cold and dry. I think our snow is finally coming. I know. I know. I'm going to have like a full week of snow here. Yay. Is that what you guys have in the forecast as well? We have a couple days forecasted starting Tuesday evening. I'm stoked. I, well, okay. I am stoked, but it's also a week of a lot of things that I have to do out on the road. Oh, no. So, of course. Yeah. Of course it is. It's you. My dad's <laughs> having his um, eye done, his, uh, what's it called? Cataract. Cataract surgery. So I'm going to have to like drive him to go do that on like one of the worst snow days. And then my mom's oh, got appointments. No. Everybody's got appointments. And I'm going rug shopping, which is Ooh. also very important. So that, I mean, that cannot be missed. That has to happen. So is this like a rug or a or carpet installed type of thing? Rug. Fun. Way more fun. <laughs> so I have one of those. I have the, the living room rug that everybody has. You know, the Costco one with the high pile. Like everybody yep. has this shaggy Costco yes. rug. Totally. Gotta love Costco. I'm sick of it, though. It's too small. I want a bigger, like, full-size living room one, and I'm never getting a shaggy rug again, ever. Not with a cat. It's... We have, like, shaggy carpet in our house in certain areas. You do? I don't and remember that. Yeah. In the bedrooms and on the stairs. But that shit is just a dust collector. Yeah. It is brutal. It is it so is. fucking dusty. Um, I'm sick of it, and I want... Like way bigger and something colorful. So I'm excited. Yes. 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 What color? You don't know yet, probably. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. Until you I'll see it. I'll know it when I know. see it. Hopefully, yep. something with like sage and turquoise and oh, maybe some yellow or something. I don't know. Your sister has a really nice rug. I like that one. The one that she has in her apartment. I have block- blocked it out of my memory. Oh, oh, well, it's really nice, Sarah. You should check it out okay. sometime. <laughs> Okay, I'll check out a rug next time I'm there. I mean, I, I lived there on the rug, so right, right. that's probably why I remember it and you don't. Okay, guys, so this week, usually on a Manic Monday, we would be recapping Potomac and Southern Charm, but we have electively decided we took a vote and it was two for two. We are, 
We're cutting out Potomac this week, guys. We're taking a break. Yeah. A mental health break. A mental health break. A step back. Maybe next week we'll recap Potomac again. If, Maybe. If they do something interesting. But um, yeah. It's... Guys, we just realized last week that we were kind of in the pits. Yeah. And we are every week that we recap Potomac because yeah. it's just kind of the worst right now. And we love these ladies. We want the show to succeed. We we think in the past, I mean, it was my favorite Bravo show. So it is very sad for me to see how far down it has yeah. jumped into a big cesspool. We yeah. are going to be waiting here with open arms if they uh, get their shit together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just taking a wee little step back from Potomac. But we are going to give you a little bit more of an in-depth recap for the Southern Charm reunion. Reunion part one. It was good. Oh God, I almost did it again. I don't know why I cannot <laughs> finale. keep finale and reunion straight. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a big fucking. I'm I was impressed. There was a lot happening in the second half of this reunion for Southern Charm. In the first half, I was like, okay, oh. this is yeah, this is kind of what I expected. But the second half Same. threw me for a loop. So there was there was a lot. I'm excited to talk to you about that for sure. I did watch Potomac. I so watched did it I. this morning, yeah. and you know it was a relatively good and good comparatively to the rest of the season episode i know it's kind of a bad week for us to yeah it really was but we had already made up our minds guys sorry it's too late you know they did talk about some very important things we don't really want to get into that right now on this pod but maybe another time we did love though norelle what did you love the most oh (laughs) tell me if you're anything like me you loved mia kind of sticking it to one right like yes yes. she's just proving to be my number two on the show more and more every week i love her i never ever really would have thought that she could rise through the ranks for me this quickly but she has i was cheering her on when she was like so i mean so you went to the hotel you know you can do that over the phone right like (laughs) but she's asking and and she's saying the things that we the viewer want to be asked and to be said. And what Giselle should be saying to Robin, what a friend should kind of be highlighting. So I thought, good for you, Mia. Juan looked rattled, pretended not to be. He just is so interesting to me. He claims or it seems anyway, like Juan hates the show, but he's sure on screen a lot. Oh, well, that is to me obvious because he knows they need the show. He's not working. They've yeah. got no money coming in. I mean, now Robin's got this other franchise that she's... Up. This woman has gone oh, from... Um, Hats. Ha- she's like a hat seller. And then what was her other job? She had another... She had so she had like hats and swag and all of that. I forget. She had a whole other career as well. Did she? I've forgotten oh now. Yeah. And now she's going to... Oh, she was going to... Something to do with a trucking company. Oh, and she was at her. Yes. And she was like a a house flipper. They were flipping houses. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. They do that a lot. Now she's opening up a franchise for skin. She's a worker. She's a worker. I guess. Why? Well, whatever. So, I mean, the the fact of the matter is they need the show. Juan's not bringing the money in. So he knows that in order for her to like have a storyline this year, he's got to be in there. But it's like he's showing up and that's it. He thinks that's his only job. I don't want to punish Robin for Juan, for Juan's existence, but I think if someone is choosing to be with a person like that, it does say something about them. I'm sorry. Eventually it gets to a point where you're aligning yourself with that person, so... Yes, 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 yes. He's so icky, hard to watch. Anyway, that's why we're not covering it, so let's not even talk about it. No, but big props to Mia for saying the words that needed to be said. Go, Mia, go. Um, I did read something about Atlanta. Did you hear this? Miss Candy know. was in the news. No, no. What she ha- said that producers have not asked any of the Atlanta cast back yet. And Sheree was also in an interview. Someone asked her, like, when are you filming Atlanta again? And she's like, I, I, th- I think they're still casting. And <gasps> there's definitely going to be a shakeup. Oh. So... Candy was frustrated though. She's frustrated because she's like, Well, she's got I shit to book. book. Other gigs. Yep. Yes. Yes. She's like, Come on. 
So I don't know what's going on. I hope they find out. I hope they get new producers is what I'm hoping Yeah, for. I think that's the main thing they should be casting for. These women yeah. could have done a much better yeah. job if they had the like Salt Lake City producers. Seriously. My God. They deserve it, too. It's not fair. No. We don't know when they're supposed to start filming, do we? No, but I'm assuming they should have probably been filming already. What if they're doing a Roni revision? <gasps> oh. You know what's weird? I kind of had a craving for new Roni the other day. <laughs> do you have a fever? Are you feeling okay? Have you taken your temperature lately? I just, Sarah. I need Sarah. to season two. I need a season two. Okay. Sarah. This is what happens to me. I'm such an idiot. I just. We were celebrating the end because we were so because sick. Because of Sai, though. Because of Sai. And Aaron. Really? And. But you need Aaron. You need Aaron. No, you need Aaron. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't a big Aaron fan. Okay. That's interesting. I'm learning new things about you. Like that you're a sadistic, <laughs> masochistic, <laughs> glutton for um, pain and misery. Yes. Yeah. You know, maybe compared to Potomac and Beverly Hills, I'm like, well, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I'm having similar feelings for Jersey because I know Jersey's coming back. I'm always craving Jersey. Even though last year we were like, this is so dark. This is so like miserable. <laughs> oh my God. I'm still kind of starting to feel like, ooh, when's it coming back? I can't wait. I think it's supposed to come back in the spring. Okay. But I, well, I don't think there's a set date. So it could come whenever. It could come next year. Who knows? I really am curious to see how it looks without Teresa and Melissa filming together. Mm -hmm. If it's even cohesive or possible. Or if it's just going to be fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of drama happening in the Bravoverse, that's for sure. My there God. Sh there sure is. Okay, speaking of drama, should we head over? Yes, let's do it. Southern Charms, Season 9, Episode 16, Reunion, Part 1. I watched the extended version. Ooh, lucky. No, I did not. I don't really. I didn't notice anything that was actually... Extended. You just heard the real swear, did you? Olivia calling her a C. Oh, I heard. I heard the fucking cunt. <gasps> Should I not say that? Should I edit that out of the podcast? I'm not sure. I don't know either. Ah, leave it. All right. Uh, cool. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Just leave it. Sorry to anybody that we just defended. Do you want to talk the looks? Yes, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who was your best dressed? I have mm. a tie. I mean, Madison looked insane. She mm -hmm. looked so good. Yep. She had like an, an old Hollywood yes. glam kind of thing. Her makeup, her hair, fucking Every, flawless. This woman, even Andy's like, ah. I couldn't believe that he said that she was basically one of his favorites ever. I know. He is obsessed. And you know yeah. why Andy's obsessed? Because A-Rod was obsessed oh. so he fancies himself on the same celebrity as a-rod is my god uh, yeah that's a good thought that's mm. probably highly accurate so she was tied with vanita for me i thought yeah vanita looked, vanita looked so, so good. good her she makeup, did that lipstick i couldn't she, i was she I knows was, how to dress she really does she looked good stunning who is your worst okay so my worst Honestly, JT and Olivia. 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 It was <sighs> Taylor looked pretty good. I thought Taylor Olivia. looked fine, but Taylor looked really uncomfortable in her dress. The whole she just looked I uncomfortable. Mean, she looked uncomfortable. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> but like she kept Where crossing her arms over herself. Mm. Like I don't think she was comfortable ex like being that exposed. Oh. But I'm like, then don't wear the dress. I didn't think it was that explicit but it had quite a slit up the it thigh it did have the slit yeah okay fair but she just had the posture of somebody who was very uncomfortable so this is the note that i made for olivia olivia looks like she got ready in the car on the way over yes her ponytail like the sloppiest ponytail and her makeup was like regular everyday makeup that i know i i made a mental note I'm like, from the neck down, Olivia looks great. No, I disagree. Is that horrible? That's horrible. I think the dress looked very ill-fitting. It was too big for her. It, the whole thing was just very sloppy. I was very disappointed. I do you her think to the do producers better. told both her and Taylor to wear red? Like Ariana's revenge. 
Um, no, I don't. I don't think Olivia would have listened to that. Like, mm. I'm not going to wear red with her. I think she would have then shown up in, like, black or something. I think, though, that maybe they both had that idea on their own. <laughs> Taylor's like, I'm I'm wearing my scarlet letter and owning up to everything. And Olivia's like, I'm not wearing a scarlet letter. <laughs> Shep reminded me of Bill Nye the Science Guy, honestly, with the little bow tie and the suit. Oh for Shep, I was like, it's not bad, you know. Mm. Lower standards for him. Yeah, the rest of the cast looked nice, but those were the standouts for me. I really, I can't get on board with this trend for the no sock short pants thing. Thank you. I'm no. saying it. I no, hate I'm it. not. I'm not a fan. Like Austin in particular and JT, I'm like, you guys, it looks so silly to me. That's why I think I liked Craig the best. He had socks on. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh my God. I think I'm imagining them wearing those little, uh, like, panty. Little girl socks. Those little pantyhose, yes. like, yes. shoe <laughs> foot covers inside of their shoes that I'm just like, oh, imagine when they take their shoes off at home. They're like, oh, got to take my tights off. Gotta oh, I take my little, my little sockets. Have to put them in the wash. Like, it's <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Austin is who I picture all, every time. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they all looked good. Like, I will say they all looked really nice. They're a good, pretty good looking cast for the most part. So They are. Leva looked pretty good, too. Very revealing was her dress, I thought. Yeah, but she looked a lot more comfortable in it than oh, yeah. Taylor did, I think. She rocked it. She, she looked did. hot. She did. I mean, they all did. Yeah. So I loved how friggin' hot JT came in with oh, like <laughs> the dude. wanting to perform a fuckboy exorcism. exorcism. I'm kind of here for it. I am. I loved how I know that Austin pretends not to be rattled by it. He was just trying to like laugh it off, but I think he is rattled by it. He does not <laughs> like that level of attention or being called out. And I, if nothing else, like I know we gave JT a hard time in the last episode and he deserved it, but I do love the way he goes after Austin. Okay. I love that he goes after Austin. I just wish it wasn't so try hard. Yeah. JT, you're driving me nuts. The entire reunion that I could see, he's like, very much an attitude that I am better than anyone here. Yeah. And that part got on my nerves after a while. But the fact he's going after Austin, yes. I think he's probably Go had a it. chance to to read and see people's mm. uh, mm-hmm. idea and like reaction to him during this season now in this reunion. So he knows we all like him ripping Austin to shreds. So he's like, <laughs> I'm going to lean into it even more. Good for him. Yeah. So Andy brings up Madison first. We're on the Madison package here, I guess. The comment that Andy read out from somebody who wrote in who said that Austin thinking he looks just as good as Brett (laughs) means that Austin has zero self-awareness. Whoever it is that wrote this in, round of applause, like standing ovation. Seriously, brilliant. And then Madison coming in afterwards with her not a dig, but about how like, well, as soon as Brett met Austin... He knew he had nothing to worry about. And he's like, it's kind of a dig. Kind of a dig. (laughs) Kind of a good dig. Kind of a big dig. No comparison between those two men. Thank you. Height, maybe. Maybe. That's it. I found it so interesting jumping to Shep and Taylor, kind of these opening comments per se. Mm -hmm. Shep said the happiest time of his life was when he was with Taylor. Yeah. And she says, well, I'm just happy with us being friends, which we all know is a lie. Mm. A lie. Why do I have this weird feeling that like this time next year, they're going to be back together and she's going to be like pregnant or something. I think if Shep gets sober, then it could happen. Maybe. Do you know what really annoys me though, is how much focus and attention is like put on him for, so does this make you want to have kids, Shep? Does this make you want to settle down, Shep? Like I'm getting really sick of it. His biggest redeeming quality, I think, across the board is the fact that he knows he shouldn't do either of those things and he's not doing them. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Let him 
Like he realizes he is not in a position to be a good husband or a good father. Why are you putting pressure on somebody who doesn't want to do those things? If you don't want to do those things, you should never do those things because you'll be terrible at them. Just because it's right for you. And I think especially since Andy has had kids, he goes in hard Mm -hmm. on people for this. It is really repulsive. You're literally going to paint him into a corner where he's like, okay, my only worth is to have a child. No, it isn't. Good for him. There is something very vulnerable and raw about Shep from time to time, even though there is like a layer of performative behavior and Mm -hmm. attitude in it. The things he says are, I I think a lot of it is genuine when it comes to his own behavior. Yeah. I don't know. It was a very interesting episode for Shep. Well, we're definitely going to get into the Shep of it all at the end here. How did you feel about finding out that Craig's a kinky boy? <gasps> I was surprised. <laughs> I was so very surprised. I, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm here for it. I think I'm more surprised finding out by proxy that Paige must be as well. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Yeah. All I can think about is prim and proper little Paige, but those are always she does the ones. have that freaky side. Yeah. 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 Um, as Good opposed to Shep, who, like, so Craig's a giver. Shep is obviously a taker. <laughs> my tongue gets tired, Andy. Ugh. Oh, my God. How could you say that out loud on camera? That's going to follow you around it. forever. He, he, I think he does so well with women. It doesn't matter. I know. I know. Case I mean, in point, Taylor. Why is she fighting so hard for a man who doesn't know how to get her off? Even Shep said that. Is that why you want to be back so much, Taylor? Yeah. Like, you, you, a life of, of disappointment? She's like, it's not about that. He said that he just likes driving towards the finish line. You could see, too, because everybody was just aghast. And they continued to make little digs at him throughout the rest of the episode. And with each one, you could see him like getting more and more and more irritated. He's clocking every little time someone mm-hmm. says something. Yeah. Yeah. And then so Shep reveals the thing that he said about how he would be married to Taylor if the cameras weren't around, if they weren't on the show. And he says, all I'll say is that she was right in a lot of things that she said in her analysis of me. And I've kind of realized a lot of things here recently and we'll continue to talk about it. Yeah. I have, I have thoughts. I don't, I don't know. I do have some thoughts. I have yeah. positive and negative thoughts about this. Same. My negative thought, I'll just throw this out here, yeah. is that, are you just saying this to play with Taylor's emotions now that she's got a boyfriend? Okay. Yep. That's a very, very good point. My thought was it's kind of giving homeless person 2.0, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry? Homeless or hopeless? Homeless. Remember when he was on camera? Filmed oh, like the homeless rating? Per- <laughs> yes, that homeless yes. person. Yes. And then he came back. He's like, I'm a new man, everyone. Yeah. Look at me. I'm so... It, actually, I think it was the beginning of the season. He's like, look at me. I'm so refined now. This is not the first time Shep has turned over a new leaf, so to mm. speak. After this, we kind of get into the nude. Taylor's nude Oh, with oh, Whitney. I have to say this. This woman is such a terrible liar, but she, she thinks is. she's brilliant. She's like, that's a great question, Andy. Um, Because like... <laughs> I had the same question when I accidentally sent them to Whitney. Um, did she say accidentally? And, yeah, no, she didn't. She did. No, my she closed captions did. were on, and it said accidentally. So if this is wrong, I'm blaming my closed captions. I watched it three times. She said um, I accidentally sent it to Whitney. Yes. And then goes into a big monologue about how Shep and Whitney were out on the town gallivanting, bringing women back to Patricia's house. And then she sent the picture saying, is this what you're looking for? Hope you're having fun with two middle fingers. Yeah. So I didn't know she actually had two middle fingers up because my interpretation was that she was like, you know, like two middle fingers, like the nude itself was supposed to be the two middle fingers. Oh, perhaps. And I was like, I don't think it was taken that way, Taylor. No, (laughs) I don't think so either, Taylor. You're not hurting people by sending a nude, babe. No. Andy said that he didn't like the way that she was slut-shamed for it, to which 
Vanita and Madison were very quick to point out, like, we were not slut shaming her for sending Mm -hmm. the nude. Like, we've all sent nudes. We were shaming her for who she sent the nude to. And then Madison reveals that Whitney had a fucking (gasps) girlfriend. I thought of you right away because we were talking last (laughs) week. Like, we've never seen Whitney's girlfriends on the show for years. For years. And it was yeah. his girlfriend, Loreza or something, Loreza, who yeah, was the one who actually revealed to Patricia that Whitney had received this nude. And Taylor, that tracks she's, for me. Taylor, for some reason, keeps trying to shut this down. She's like, oh, I if, if he had a girlfriend, like she should know he's sleeping with half of Charleston and blah, blah, blah. She's such a low blower. But you know why oh. that was? She's trying to downplay the fact that she sent a nude to a man in a relationship. With a girlfriend. Yeah. So then Andy asks her, like, oh, so did you hook up with Whitney? Like, are you the half of the Charleston? She's like, oh, I mean, no. No, of course not. Except me. Everybody but me. Uh, Were you wanting to? Because maybe that was her shock about him having a girlfriend. What? Well. Maybe that was her in. If we are to believe uh, what Leva read. The streets, honey. Um, She read the thread where... Taylor was basically saying, come fuck me in Nashville. And, uh, okay, I was listening to Crappens. We all love Crappens, right? Everyone does. They're the best. But they made a very good point. And they said, Taylor lives in Asheville. Could Leva have possibly misread it? Nashville, Asheville, totally could have. Okay, either way, she's saying, come fuck me there. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I don't think the city matters. (laughs) Well. Well, people, because no, it did because Taylor denied. I've never been to Nashville. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's probably exactly what happened. But either way, she's she's telling her uh, producer and her ex-boyfriend's best friend, her boss, to come fuck her somewhere while he's in a relationship, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, she got very defensive about the girlfriend. And I think you have definitely nailed why. She's like, oh, my God, I just did it again. I practically like (gasps) Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. She's trying to downplay everything, though. It wasn't, you know, no, but you couldn't see anything. You know, there was nothing there. And everybody's like, babe, we've seen the picture. You could see everything. And um, I've read the thread. Like, it was way more than that. Like, Leva basically just shuts her shuts her down. She's like, I don't want to throw you under the bus, babe, but I'm about to. <laughs> I do love what Leva adds. You know, she's she doesn't say much. She's not there much, but she does yeah. um, level these people She comes in with out. these little, like, little digs. So does Vanita, in a way. Like, that, that seems to be their role. The moral compass. I do love that Craig didn't defend Whitney in this moment, though. He kind of Same. went against him. Good for him. And said that, you know, he's the bad guy in this scenario. Like, he's the one that should be. He should be there. He really, he was on the show so much this season. Is he not going to be in part two? That's wild. I don't think so. Because Craig obviously would know if he was going to be there. And Craig's talking like he's not part of the reunion. I think Whitney skipped out on it because he doesn't want to talk about this. Absolutely. He doesn't doesn't want to show his face. I hate it in this moment when JT was like, All right, I'm gonna give it one more shot and I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna try and shoot my shot again. We all need to give Taylor some grace because she was grieving. Shut the fuck up, JT. Yeah. Okay. Even Olivia was like, Listen, I can't stand it anymore. You need to stop saying that. It's not true. It's not fair. So Craig is right. The way you know, people talk about Taylor, especially Shep. Mm-hmm. It's it, it is like the this is her child, which we have talked about. Yeah. Or this is his child, which is what we have talked about so many times on this podcast. He really does hold his girlfriend and partners to a different standard, and I know he does feel guilt about bringing her into this group and breaking up with her and causing her to spiral. I can genuinely feel that coming from Shep, but. She, that commenter was right. She is lacking so much agency. I think the veil of protection that Shep provides is part of the reason why she's acting so fucking unhinged. I think that's interesting because I think she's had that veil of protection her entire life. And she is, um, she's privileged by it in a way, in a weird way. It's not just Shep either. Also JT, the way all of them talk about Taylor 
It's as and if Austin. she is. Yeah. And Austin. She's not at fault at all for any of her actions. They are the ones who are responsible for her actions, not her. And it just really shows how much they all objectify her as a person. Yes. Even the way JT talks about her, like in a good way, it's as if she's a thing and that just can't help itself. And instead of a grown woman who's making her own decisions, he's always like, oh, she's, she had this reason. She had that reason. Like Austin made her do it. Shep made her do it. It drives me mental. I think it's part of why I dislike Taylor so much, honestly. It yeah. is part of that pretty privilege, that cutesy girl next door. I'm not shaming Taylor for – she can't help how she looks. She's a beautiful young girl. Young. She's not young. But see, this is the mentality. Even I'm starting to think. The sweet, young, innocent girl. No, just because she looks like that. And I loved how Andy's like, Shep, you're not getting it here. Yeah. Like, Taylor, just, tell just him. Like, That's not the point. Um, anyways, I, I do think this plays a big role in why she expects to be forgiven so easily as well, because she has been all her life. Nothing's ever been her fault. It's always been everybody else's fault. She's always been forgiven really easily. So how fucking dare Olivia not forgive her for this? Mm -hmm. So it's that mentality. I, I really don't think Taylor understands that sometimes you can be very sorry that doesn't mean the other person has to forgive you because she's just used to everybody oh poor taylor didn't mean it oh my gosh you meant it because you hit it okay <laughs> yeah, oh, you knew time. it was wrong so we it's just a load of shit take some accountability is so so done so i just done wanted to that. touch briefly on the fact that she is dating somebody and that that's somebody is called TJ, and he mm -hmm. is on another show called Southern Hospitality. Yeah. And I can't help, like, okay, well, first of all, my first thought, is JT jealous that she's dating sure. somebody with his reverse TJ. initials? <laughs> <laughs> so close, man. I was so close. Uh, she can't help it, though. She's dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor JT. It's like a slap in the face. I know it really is. But also oh, the fact man. that it just, I cannot help but think that she just wants to secure herself a place on another show. She can't have Shep, so she went to TJ. The fact they're already mm -hmm. having a big public blowout, like argument at BravoCon, oh, not a great dude. sign that he's a good guy, even though Leva said he's a great guy. I don't know. I don't watch the show. But yeah, like go, go date a normal well, I, you know what, this kind of tracks because Madison said something in this uh, reunion where Andy, or they were talking about Shep and Taylor. And if it wasn't for the show, they would probably be married right now. Yeah. And Shep said, you know, he was really hurt by the comment that Austin made on the show saying, right. if I had gotten to Taylor first, then I... I would probably be with her, implying like Shep kind of interpreted it as he would be the one to date her. And Andy asked everyone, like, do you guys think that if Austin got there first, would Austin date her? And Madison's like, absolutely. And yeah. it 100% implied to me, Madison knows this girl is a clout chaser. Even Olivia was like, yeah, I do as well. I wanted to ask you if you thought she would. Was she just waiting to be picked up by anybody from the cast that night? Like, would Austin have gone home with her if Shep hadn't come out? Because I think, I think she was there. I think she had targeted Shep. I have to agree with you. There is something about Shep that I think she is very drawn to. Yeah, it's called the money. so hard to lock down. Yeah, well, besides the money even, like, he's Mr. Impossible to lock down. She loves this. Austin, I think, would be more open. Like, he's been in long-term relationships. Yep, never has. Yeah. Personally, I do think the majority of it is the money for Taylor. So this kind of leads us into Shep. Bravocon. And what yeah. I thought was about to be him revealing that he was going to rehab. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? <sighs> I felt sad for him. I, I can tell he's actually hurting. I can tell uh, Craig in particular not going to that meeting and that Shep was holding. Like, you know, Craig said, we've been through this like 80 times. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can tell Shep is struggling for sure. I can tell Shep knows he is probably an addict. 
But Craig basically said, like, Shep, you're, I've had to accept you're probably just going to die, basically. You're going to, you're killing yourself. So that's a lot. That's heavy. I don't know if Shep is quite there yet. I don't think Shep has hit rock bottom. I think Shep was very fucking embarrassed by his actions and all the bad yeah. press that came out at BravoCon. And I think he, I think he's trying to kind of save face a little bit here too. Well, he is, this is something he's probably worried about for years. So I think he presented this speech as if he was at rock bottom. He did. It yeah. was like he was going to reveal that he was making some kind of big change. Mm-hmm. But then he never got as far as saying the words, I'm an alcoholic or I'm an addict and I'm seeking help. It was kind of in the end, sorry to say it, it was a nothing fest. Like, what is he even revealing that he plans to do? Maybe quit the hard alcohol? Maybe stop taking right. shots for a little while? Cut out the shots and stick with beer? Uh I'm sorry, that's a total letdown. It's kind of a waste of air. I think you're right that he was trying to save face, that he felt very embarrassed by his behavior, but I do not think he was ready to make this speech. I just feel like he thought he was supposed to. Yeah, I I, I know, I know. The one real truth that I think he did share, though, was the sadness you could see on his face and in his heart when he talked about, you know, these boys have their podcast, Mm -hmm. Craig has his pillows, and I don't have anything. And I just thought, like, who am I? How am I of any value to anyone? That is the, the crux of the matter. Like, that's the truth. He needs a passion that is not a woman, that is not children, that is not marriage. He needs something that drives him. He's got nothing. He has portrayed some of this before, and it's also in part with his actions and behaviors, but he is sad. He, like, he hides behind his money, but he feels like a loser. Uh, He has nothing really, like, that he can be proud of. And I do feel sorry for him, like, being that rich, that wealthy. I don't know what his parents are like, but I imagine, you know, if you got handed an, an envelope every week, here's your money or whatever, like, it would be a challenge to be motivated, when you don't have to be. But I think in that way, maybe it it is finally coming all together for him. But he's got a lot of work to do. And I would not be surprised if this is his last season, honestly. I think it's really hitting him that these men who he always considered beneath him somehow went out and made something of themselves. And now they have these big, rich lives filled with motivation and drive and goals and he's left there behind and I don't think he even realized that it was happening while it was happening just Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's like oh shit these people that I thought I was better than are all doing a lot better than I am and they have real friendships with each other yeah whereas I think Shep doesn't I think Shep is so protected I was really proud and happy to see Craig um saying that he saw the cliff on the on the road like ahead of Shep and that he could no longer sit in that car with him anymore because mm-hmm. he just sees the end result and also that he only needs Shep to get off that road and that that's all that it would take for their friendship to be repaired so I'm sad for Shep but I'm not sad for Shep for the reasons that he's bringing up I'm sad for Shep because I don't think he's far down enough the uh, drinking rabbit hole. He hasn't hit rock bottom. So I'm sad that I think he has to go even lower. But I'm happy for him that he has a friend like Craig who is saying like, you just need to show me like one step up, one step forward, and I'll be there for you again. So like, I think Craig is a really good friend to him. He is. But Austin's the best friend. Don't forget it. In Austin's eyes. (laughs) I couldn't believe he said that. And even Andy was trying to kind of boost him up about that. But I mean, the reality is Craig and Austin are real friends. They are very close friends and have a rich friendship. I think Shep doesn't have that with many people. And a lot of addicts don't, you know, so... They it's do, sad. It's but it's with the alcohol, it's with the drugs. Yes, yeah. Vanita hit the nail on the head when she said it needs to be across the board, needs to be like a total quitting of all alcohol, not just shots. Like you drink enough beers, you're going to have a shot anyways. Like it's going to happen yeah. eventually if you have an addict mentality. And Shep does. So Olivia explains to Taylor and Austin in this moment that it wasn't really the action of them hooking up so much as it was the lies 
and the covering up and the lying to her face that went on afterwards for months, that was what really hurt her. And I feel like both Taylor and Austin do know that, but they keep playing dumb to it. I know. I feel like Olivia has said this multiple times to them. Yeah. They look and every stunned. time they're just like, what? That's brand new information. <laughs> Taylor tries to interject some stupid fucking Taylorism. And Olivia's like, shut up. And I'm like, yes. I loved it. Love you. Loved it. And then she quotes all of the times that Taylor dismissed her own behavior on the show, on camera, and as being totally fine with what she's done. And I fucking loved it. I was living for it. She was so strong. You could tell she was pissed yeah. to even have to sit there in that room with her. Absolutely. And I think she's absolutely justified. Justified. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I know there's a word for it. <laughs> so Taylor's kind of had enough at this point. She brings out that fucking line and you know her dumbass was practicing this in the mirror the night before and in her head all morning working up well to you this. could see like the squirreliness on taylor's face all the time like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh what was that like it, i get it i'm a little squirrely too taylor but no not you're like just that. Not, you're not, not made like that. you're not made for reality tv sweetie and she says the line that made everybody's blood pressure around the world skyrocket <laughs> i'm just saying olivia Forgive as you would want to be forgiven. Forgive as you would want to be forgiven. Stupid biatch. Everybody is confused. Like, Olivia's like, what? Andy even was Olivia like... Olivia wasn't really confused, though. By that comment, yeah, she was forgive as you would want to be... For a second, she was like, what? And then she knew. She was like, oh, just say, say it. it. Just say it. And I love that because Taylor thought she was going to have some big reveal moment and Olivia took it away from her. Like a fucking pro. She's been hanging this over my head for years. (laughs) Good for you. And Taylor says it was the whole Thomas situation. And that smug little smile where she like looks over at Auntie and then looks back to Olivia as if she's really just done something. Oh, I wanted to throw her down a hill. She's so unlikable, Mm -hmm. honestly. So Olivia was fresh out of college, 20 years old, and Thomas who was like more than twice her age, uh, old, drunk, fucking predator, preyed on her. (laughs) She even said, we see the flashback of when um, Madison brought it up in the reunion last year. I think it was last year. Olivia says he was a family friend. Like, that is disgusting. Do you think? Oh, I can't. I Thomas... T-Rath, you are disgusting. You are a true predator. Yeah. Like Catherine and Olivia are probably close to the same age, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it must have been around the same time he went after Catherine then. Well, the timeline gets discussed a little bit because Taylor said something about like, well, you tell me it was five years ago. After um, the second kid. After the second kid, meaning that Catherine was with Thomas. But Catherine has come onto Instagram and she has made a post about it. And she said, Olivia did nothing wrong. She's got nothing to be judged for. And I will like never judge her for anything. So that's our girl. Yes. The other comment that Taylor made that I almost thought was worse, if you can believe it. Olivia said something about how you're the only person on earth I told this to. And now here you are sitting here trying to use it against me. And Taylor pauses. And then she goes, on earth? Evil. Like, obviously insinuating... Other people know. Olivia's brother. Oh. Oh. On Earth. (gasps) Oh. Right? That's not obvious to me. No. Well, it wasn't obvious to me either, but somebody on our TikTok pointed that out, and I rewatched it, and I'm pretty sure that is what she's insinuating. If that is what she is... Oh, no. No. I can't. No. Mm -mm. She has this little look on her face. Like, she pauses. She's like, (gasps) on Earth? Because I'm pretty sure you told somebody who's no longer on Earth. Narelle? Yeah. I'm having a physical reaction to this. Like, I- someone someone said that on our TikTok and I was like, no, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I watched it again and I was like, holy shit. <gasps> yep. She's trash. She's bitch. actual if trash. That is, if that is what she meant. Maybe that's why Olivia called her a cunt. I'm pretty sure it was part of it. Why else would you be like, specify on Earth? On Earth? Oh. <gasps> It had to have been that. So I would like to henceforth put forward a vote for us and for all of our listeners. Can we please refer to Taylor and Green as tag, as in skin tag? 
I don't even want to call her Taylor anymore. I think she's disgusting. I'm so not about this woman on earth. So Andy asks her to clarify why Olivia needs to be forgiven for this. And Teg says, I mean, it's the same situation. Catherine was a friend and a confidant. Insane. Insane. Actually insane. She doesn't care. She's just trying to justify, as she has done all season long, Taylor, you're trying to get a different result by using the same behavior that you have. She thinks Olivia hooking up with Thomas before Olivia even fucking knew Catherine. And then (laughs) somehow, like when she meets Catherine, not telling her like, oh, yeah, I hooked up with the guy that you're with now. She thinks that's the same as what her and Austin did behind Olivia and Shep's backs. She's delusional, and it's on purpose. You think it's on purpose? That's what I'm... Oh, yes. Because I'm like, in my brain, I kind of keep going back to this little innocent Taylor. Like, is she that dumb? Because I do feel like there's an immaturity and a level of comprehension that she doesn't have there, maybe? I think there is a... There's a line where Taylor's lack of comprehension overflows into complete comprehension and i think she uses it to her advantage it's the same way that she does with like i am a christian good christian girl and i like to quote bible scriptures that really don't make sense because of the shit that i did but i like to you know manipulate and abuse the situation and make it look like i think i'm a good christian girl and i know that i'm not and she does the same thing with her stupidity i think she Mm -hmm. plays it up i think she uses it as a blanket to hide behind and under Um, And in these situations, I do think she's being purposely delusional because it's easier than admitting to what she did. There's there's no way she's that stupid there. I just I can't comprehend that level of stupidity, I guess. Especially to be with someone like Shep, who I mean, book smart. I think he is quite book smart. Um, I don't think he could handle someone that dumb either. Could he? For long term like that? I mean, I do think that that was probably one of the biggest things that he kept coming up against and kept making him not want to take the next step. Cause like, why would you, he She's needs more than simple. that. He knew he, he needs does. more like intellectual stimulation than that. But yeah, I, I think she is dumb, but I think she hides behind how dumb she yeah, is. That's fair. I'm very sorry for you that you didn't get to see the unedited version of Olivia walking past her and saying <laughs> fucking C-U-N-T. I'm only going to say that word one time on the podcast, you guys. Perfect. So from now on, I'll say C-U-N-T. Um, it was good. I might have rewound it two or three times <laughs> just for the satisfaction. I mean, we have Olivia. We have Taylor. They're both very nondescript main characters. Mm-hmm. It has shockingly been a very good season considering this. I'm surprised that for a season that really only had one storyline... That it was this interesting and that the reunion was this good. The second half, anyways. Well, maybe it's going to get even better. Maybe it's going to get worse next week. I don't know. Madison was all of us, though. Smiling. Her little smile when Olivia just trashed Taylor so bad. She's just like, (laughs) Yeah, well, I think she was like, yes. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. And even when she made some comment when JT was, I forget what they were talking about, but Madison was like, are you me? Are you the new me? The male me? <laughs> I love he her. He was like tearing apart Austin or something. <laughs> I do too. She's uh, she, oh, she's probably my favorite person on the show. Ditto. Easily. Ditto. Craig yeah. is up there too. Now. Sometimes. Craig is now that he's quit drinking. I still would like to see him back on Winterhouse and Summerhouse to compare because I think mm. that that's where we get true Craig and I do not like Summerhouse and Winterhouse <laughs> Craig. Is he on Summerhouse? I know he's on Winterhouse. I don't know if he's on both. Um, I don't remember. But that's Yeah, he he was on Summerhouse. Was he on both? Like guest guest appearance, obviously. That's where we get true him cuz the cameras are on him 24/7. So <laughs> I reserve judgment on Craig. Okay. He, that's good. What I'm seeing on Southern Charm, I love. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's the real, real deal. <laughs> Do you think Shep was on drugs at BravoCon? Yeah. Oh, I think well. he's. Yeah. I think he's big into the snow, mm-hmm. snow, uh, mm-hmm. the nose candy. If you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Big time. 
Yeah, so, I think that's part good. of it. And I think a lot of that is the undercurrent of like what he's talking about and what's being left unsaid, like how he's, yeah, it's not just alcohol it's for him. It's not just alcohol. Yeah. So it's a big mountain for him to have to climb. I yeah. hope whatever happens to Shep is for his best interest and his happiness. I would like, I would love to see Shep turn it around. I would love nothing more. I want to see a redemption Shep. arc. Yeah, I'd love to I see a redemption that. arc. What did I say? Redemp? I think I said that right. Yeah, you did. Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. Maybe that's next season. But if you haven't hit rock bottom, then there's no, yeah, there's no going up yet. You still got a little ways to go down. But yeah, yeah. that was part one, you guys. Woohoo, baby! Better than I thought. I know. And also this week on Friday, we'll have our Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills recap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Thursday, Thursday, we'll have Salt Lake City. And then Friday, we'll have our Fuck It Friday. Episode. Oh, right, 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 right. With Miami. You guys, if you're not watching Miami. Dude, Get on it. Get on seriously. it. Seriously. After it Salt Lake, so it's the best. Good. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. Like, it's up there with Salt Lake. If Salt Lake didn't have Monica, I mean, Miami would be number one for sure. I think so. And the thing with Miami, like, I don't think you have to start at season one either. You don't. Even if you watch season one and season two and then just jump into the, the current, current season. Yeah. That's what I did. I didn't watch last season and you don't no. really need to. I don't yeah. think so at all. Yeah. You catch up and you catch up quick and then you just love your life because it's so fucking great. It is. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Why do I feel like we had something else to say? Probably because we're not talking about Potomac. <laughs> no, like, I felt like did we have something else to tell people. I don't remember. No. Mm-mm. Have you watched Saltburn yet? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, you stupid whore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I watch. This is so embarrassing. I watch Coronation Street from time to time. Like I, I knew that about you. Yeah. I have not watched Corey for months. So I had over 100 episodes to binge. And the guy I hate on that show has just died. So I couldn't I couldn't stop last night. So I'll watch Saltburn for next uh, Manic Monday. I've never watched Coronation Street. So I cannot judge. I have I have uh, preconceived notions, but maybe I will try I'll try watching Coronation Street. Okay. And you watch Saltburn, not because it's so good, but just because I think you need to watch it like pop culture by this point like you almost have to watch it just to know what everybody else is talking about okay okay don't worry i am gonna watch saltburn i want to okay guys but until next time stay truthful but not hopeless bye bye i love you thank you guys so much we really appreciate it feel free to give us a follow a five star written review whatever you fancy We will catch you on Friday, Thursday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, we'll see you there. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye.